spent the last five years learning from those brilliant minds in money, wealth, and investing. And now, I'm part of a group of driven women who are changing the game and taking control. Don't know where to start? I get it. So join me and follow along as I learn, apply, and share the secrets towards more money, more investing, and more freedom. My name is Simone Mercer-Huggins, and welcome to Ms. Wealthy's Kiss My Money podcast. Have you ever wondered how some people can achieve just insane things in their life and the person next to them doesn't achieve the same? Have you ever wondered maybe with the things that you've achieved in your life, sometimes you look back on it and think, God, how did I do that? How did I get there? The thing is, we all have our own success formula, our own thing that gets us to where we are. And it's different for everyone. But when you look back on your life, on the things that you've achieved and the major milestones in your life and how you got there, there's clues. And as Tony Robbins would say, success leaves clues. So this episode is about finding your success formula. And like I said, it's different for everyone. And I'll share you some examples, particularly from my life that have proven to me that it, well, it's, I guess, shown me what my success formula is. And I was fortunate enough to work it out maybe six or seven years ago now. It was actually after I went to Tony Robbins's Date with Destiny conference and they have a pre-questionnaire. It's pretty hefty. <laughs> There's a lot of questions to go through and it took me a while. And it asks you one of one of the major components of this questionnaire was it asks you what the biggest things are in your life that you've achieved, that you're proud of. And you would have the same. So for me, it was uh, becoming a trader, uh, becoming a stock trader, because it was a <laughs> it was a very steep learning curve. Let's just say that. And another one was, I guess, getting my degree. There was a lot of reasons that I almost didn't finish my degree. Uh, another one was I became a surf lifesaver, and you know it goes on and on. And you will have your own achievements in your life. One of mine was actually getting over depression. And that's a part of my life that I would never go back to. And I know that I will never, ever be in that state again. So that's a pretty big milestone to firstly get over it and second to say that. And at the time when I was filling out this questionnaire, I didn't know (laughs) what my success formula was. And it was through a combination of going to date with destiny, other coaches and other programs that I have been a part of that I came to realize and came to find what my success formula was. So let me give you an example and it'll help you to see how this applies in your life and it'll help you to find what your success formula is. So one of the examples I gave you was becoming a surf lifesaver. 
And I have, I've lived, by, lived by the beach my entire life. It's a very big part of my life. And it got to the point where I really wanted to contribute in some way outside of myself. And given that I've lived by the beach and given that I have that experience that really can't be matched, you can't kind of fake that experience. You can't kind of, uh, you can't fabricate the experience that comes just from years of knowing the ocean. And I live in Bondi in Sydney, Australia. Bondi is one of the most touristed and popular beaches in Australia, if not the most. And every year, thousands, if not tens to hundreds of thousands of tourists come in and come through and swim in the beach. And they do not understand the power that the ocean has, particularly um, with a lot of Australian beaches. And it can be rugged and rough sometimes. And a lot of the time there are really severe rips undercurrents that can take you out to sea pretty quick. And if you're not a strong swimmer, even if you are a strong swimmer, it can catch you by surprise. And all of a sudden you can be a hundred meters out and be freaking out in the waves. And then a set will come through, meaning a set of waves that come every five minutes or so that are two to three times the size of a standard wave. And if it all happens at the wrong time, you can be in a lot of trouble. And I guess that's why there is a TV show called Bondi Lifeguards. Um, And it's about the stories of them rescuing these tourists. And so I realized that I should really kind of share this knowledge and become a surf lifesaver to help protect so many people that come through and don't realize and get into trouble. So there is a prerequisite to becoming a surf lifesaver. Before you can even train to be one, you have to get in. Like you have to, there's an entrance exam and there's an entrance test, which involves sort of a a physical test essentially. And it involves, I think it was a 200 meter swim in under eight minutes. So for me at the time, I was, I was relatively fit. So that didn't really concern me. But what I came to realize was there's a difference between swim fit and like run fit or physical fit or gym fit. There's a real difference. And there's also a huge difference between pool swim fit and ocean swim fit, dealing with the currents and the waves and the uh, ups and the downs. It's very, very different experience. So I decided I'd I'd go out and just test like how long it actually takes me to swim 200 meters. I wasn't a swimmer, like meaning I didn't do laps at the pool, but I was pretty fit in terms of I was going to boot camp. So that didn't really concern me. So I went along, went and did a couple of laps, did my time, finished, and I was at 15 and a half minutes. I thought, no, something has to be wrong here. I must have done the timer wrong. It couldn't have taken me 15 minutes to swim 200 meters. That doesn't make any sense at all. So I was like, okay, let's do that again. Timed it again, did another 200 meters, came back, and it was pretty much exactly the same. 
And I kind of couldn't really believe it. And I was kind of out of breath after 200 meters, even in a lap pool. And this just baffled me. And my heart sank because it was less than four weeks before I had to do the entrance exam just to even get in to train for three months to become a lifesaver. And I thought, oh my God, I can't even here I am thinking I'm so confident and so experienced in the ocean and I can't even get in to train because I can't even swim under the time that they're requiring. And I just, I genuinely couldn't believe it. And I remember just going home to my husband so deflated and just worried about what to do. How was I going to almost halve my time in terms of being able to swim that fast, halve my time in less than four weeks. I just, there was no way, like I, I thought this wasn't going to happen. And it was at the end of the season of where, when they train you. Uh, and if I didn't get in then, that I would have had to have waited uh, almost eight to nine months before I could get in again to get into the next round of training. And I didn't want to wait that long, you know, if you're anything like me, when I get to the point where I decide I am going to do something, it has to happen then. I think as human beings, we're pretty (laughs) impatient in general. I have a relatively high level of patience, but when it comes to something that I'm committed to and decided on, patience goes out the window. So... I just remember having a chat to my husband, just, you know, talking to him about what on earth I do. And he suggested that I go down to what's called Bondi Icebergs, one of the local pools. It's actually an ocean pool, meaning the uh, ocean water comes into the pool. Uh, So it's not chlorinated. Uh, And so it's the temperature of the pool and everything like that. Uh, sorry, the temperature of the ocean, and they have kind of swim schools there. And I know that some of the swim schools there are kind of pretty serious. Like if you go to Bondi Icebergs, Jin, you're a swimmer. You don't go to kind of just, you know, swim and have fun and uh, muck around. Like you really you go to swim. And I just remember thinking, God, I'm just, I'm not that serious. I'm definitely not that experienced. I'm not in that bucket of people. <laughs> but I went down and kind of told them my predicament. I told them I had four weeks to halve my time. <laughs> I told them how slow I was, even swimming 200 meters. And they were like, yeah, cool. All right, come and join our, well, it's, it's actually a six-week intensive but we'll try and, you know, get you in to do it in faster than that. Uh, So that's what I did. I went in and by this point I had three weeks, you know, kind of by the time I worked out and got in to see them and uh, had my first lesson, I had three weeks to halve my time. And so I did my first lesson. And after that, it was the smallest things. Here I was thinking they were going to train me to be more swim cardio fit uh, and to swim faster, but it wasn't that at all. They corrected a couple of things, meaning 
they changed just slightly, I would say by a few degrees, the angle of my head in the water as I swam. They also changed the position of my arms uh, as I did laps. It was just slightly more out from my body rather than being close in. They also changed just the slightest thing in the timing of when my head went down from after taking a breath to when my arm, you know, made a stroke in the water. It was these tiny shifts and each lesson was basically one of those things. And it doesn't sound like much, but when you combined all those three things, it meant that my efficiency skyrocketed and it meant that instead of, I guess, being out of time, out of tempo, uh, it meant that I could speed up without being and I didn't need to be any fitter. I didn't need to train to become more swim fit, even though obviously that is important. Uh, it meant that the things that they just shifted very slightly that I would never have known to do meant that I went from going to from almost 16 minutes down to, I think it was just under 10 in like two weeks. Like shaving that much time off in that little time in terms of training, that was insane to me. I could not believe what they could do for me. They obviously had the experience, right? And that's why they were swim coaches. And so I did my last lesson, my third lesson before, uh, before my test. And I was obviously practicing as well through the three weeks. Um, and it got to my test time and I'd still kind of, I think I was about nine minutes, um, before I could like really, before I got to the test time. And so I got in the water, we were all, there was about maybe 20 of us got in the water, like ready to do my test. They were all timing it to get in to the training to become a surf lifesaver, got in the water. My husband was watching me and I swam it, got to the end, looked up at them as to whether I had finished, whether I had done it. And when I was doing my laps, I thought, I didn't know if I was stressing out or worrying or if I was losing all of my technique because I was worried about the time and therefore swimming really poorly and trying to get there from speed rather than kind of, you know, slowing down and thinking about being efficient in the water. Uh, and I looked up and they kind of didn't really, there was no expression on their face. I didn't know if I had finished in time. I didn't know if I'd done under. And then he was kind of looking around and then testing other people's time and I had to ask him, like, did I did I finish? I had to ask this, like, kind of Bondi Surf Lifesaver trainer and he was like, yeah, 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 no, all good. You, uh, you, you just did it under, you had still 30 seconds to go. And I was so relieved. I had managed to halve my time in less than three weeks from just a few lessons from a swim coach and get in to become a trainer. So I went on and 
did the surf lifesaving training. I became a surf lifesaver. Yes, I did save people from uh, from rips, and I guess you could say I saved people's lives. Um, but that was essentially the story of how I even got in in the first place. So for me, it became very clear when I started looking back on everything that I had accomplished in my life, you know, the big milestones for me that took me from that just doesn't even look possible to completely nailing it. For me, my success formula is getting a coach and it's always been the same. For me, getting out of depression, I had a psychologist and a really damn good one. And after that, I would did other programs as well. But they were all sort of been in forms of coaches. I, you know, you could say a psychologist is a form of coach. Uh, and when I look back on all of my other things, when I became a stock trader, I got a trading coach to train me. They're the ones that have the experience. They've done the work. They've done the time. They have the results that I want. Even when it's come to my business and launching Miss Wealthy and growing Miss Wealthy, it's become so evident to me that the major milestones I hit and the big leaps that I take and the massive turnarounds come from having a business coach that has experienced and gives me the path, gives me the steps to get to where I want to go. And they have the results I want. So for me, I know my success formula is a coach. And it may not be that that's your success formula, but it could be other things. I know that for other people, uh, having, for example, measurable results is part of their success formula. So it might be for you that unless you have clear, defined, measurable things that you can track along the way to your end goal, that might be part of your success formula. And without it, you kind of get off track uh, and then just stop before you even get to the end. It might be that your success formula is a community and having people around you that are doing the same thing, that are on the same path, that you know are there to support you and do support you, that might be your success formula. It might be that making things fun is part of your success formula because, you know, getting somewhere worth going isn't easy. It is hard at times. It's it's a struggle sometimes and that kind of makes it worthwhile and if it was easy then everyone would do it if it was easy to get where it was worth going then everyone would be there but there's a reason that you're tested along the way it might be that having milestones along your path is part of your success formula meaning you know it might be that you have a goal to save $100,000 towards a house. But that's kind of big when, especially if you're $20,000 in debt, 
So it might be that you need many milestones along the way that you can hit before you get to your big goal for you to stay on track. That might be part of your success formula. It might be that you get to a $0 balance and that's your first milestone. It might Then it might be that you save 20000 and that's your first milestone. So everyone will have a different success formula. And so I would like to invite you to look at the major things in your life that you are proud of, that you've achieved, that you just, you know, are really part of the things in your life that you're really happy about, that you feel like you've done a great job, that you feel like that would never have been possible and you're so impressed with yourself the major things in your life that you feel like you've achieved and you want to give yourself a pat on the back for. When you look back, even in the three, four, five things in your life, look back on those things and then think about how did you get there? What made it possible for you? It might be that it was getting a coach. It might be that it was community or milestones or making it fun or having measurable results. It could be any five of those things or it could be a combination of those things. But look back on those achievements in your life and put a magnifying glass on how you got there. And I'm telling you, it will be clear. You won't need much time to work it out. It'll be clear when you look at the five or even three major things in your life It'll be clear, there'll be a clear pattern. Like I said, success leaves clues. The pattern will reveal itself when you have the things that you've achieved. And for me, when I looked back, it kind of hit me like a freight train. I didn't even realize it was there until I investigated. So I really, I really hope this has helped. I really invite you to look and I would love to hear what your success formula is and you know I guess these the five things the five kind of common areas coaching measurable results making it fun having milestones having a community if you combine all of those things honestly I would say that makes it inevitable It makes your goal, your success inevitable. If you combine those five elements of things that might be part of your success formula, definite. Does that make sense? Anyway, I definitely know that for my goals, for my major things that I want to hit in my future, I make sure that I have coaching I make sure that I have measurable results to get me along the way. I make sure that I make it fun and it's not just being in the trenches all the time. I make sure that I hit major milestones along my path and I make sure always that I have a community. So I would love to know yours. Like I've said before, you can download the Anchor app and leave me a voice message. I'd love to hear your results. Uh, and. I'd love to hear what your success formula is. So just as a last leaving thought, how does this relate to money? Well, 
relates to money in the way that it relates to wealth. And wealth is not just money, but I guess your success in life. It's your health, your family, your relationships, your time. But it also does relate to money in terms of if you're more successful in other areas of your life, you can apply your success formula to the other areas of your life. As soon as you have that formula, your own personal one, you can apply that to other areas of your life too and make it a reality and make financial independence a reality, make financial freedom a reality, make savings or getting out of debt or buying a house or investing in the stock market a reality. So that's why and how it's important. All right, gorgeous. That's it for today. I will see you in the next episode. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.